everybody. Welcome to The Wake Up for Monday, October 26th, 2020. Hope the weekend went well. Uh, here's what's up in Hollywood, the media biz, and social platforms, where it's uh, another pretty quiet Monday. So, short podcast, uh, no ad breaks. So, let's just say today's podcast is brought to you by uh, October, who has six days to deliver yet one more surprise. Now, over to Hollywood. As the quiet day extends to the box office as well, with not too much excitement there, uh, Honest Thief was number one with 2.3 million, War with Grandpa made 1.9 million, and Tenet had 1.3 million. And in fourth place was actually a new movie from Disney Fox that uh, I had no idea was coming out. It was a horror movie called The Empty Man, which took in $1.2 million, a number that's apparently twice as much as their marketing budget. But as we enter the last week of October, to have the top four films at the box office taking in under $7 million is definitely not a good sign. But elsewhere, a couple of casting notes, as uh, Jessica Chastain has replaced Michelle Williams in HBO's limited series, Scenes from a Marriage, their adaptation of the 1971 Ingmar Bergman miniseries. Michelle had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts, according to Deadline. So Chastain's now going to co-star with previously cast Oscar Isaac. Actress Shantae Adams just landed a huge role. She's going to be Michael B. Jordan's co-star in his next movie, Journal for Jordan, uh, which is about a different Jordan. Uh, That one's directed by Denzel Washington. Shantae was recently in Bad Hair at Hulu and is part of the ensemble of the League of Their Own TV series at Amazon. And over at Warner Brothers, they found a director for their sequel to The Meg. That's their giant prehistoric shark movie with Jason Statham that ended up making over half a billion dollars in 2018. Wow. Uh, And according to The Hollywood Reporter, that director is Ben Wheatley. He just directed the update of Rebecca over at Netflix. Statham will also return to star in the sequel. And the TV ratings for the second presidential debate were down about 15% from the first one. It drew about 63 million viewers across the 15 TV outlets that ran the debate, although 57 of the 63 watched it on the three broadcast networks and the three main cable news networks, for what that's worth. Fox News had the most viewers, and uh, CBS was the least watched of all six. Its competition that night, the Thursday Night Football game on Fox, had about 10 million viewers. That's a two-year low for that franchise. Then again, having two teams with one win each playing each other probably didn't help. Over in the executive suite. Another day, another executive departure at Netflix. As VP of drama series Nina Wolarski is leaving after eight years, according to the trades. She was actually one of Cindy Holland's first hires at Netflix back in 2012. And one more changeup over at Warner Media as they continue to uh, simplify the, well, let's face it, overly complicated infrastructure implemented last year. They're dissolving the Warner Max imprint, which was created to make movies for HBO Max and uh, was jointly run by HBO Max and Warner Brothers. But instead, Warner Brothers studio chairman Toby Emmerich will now oversee all movie production, whether theatrical or streaming. So the head of Warner Max, Jesse Henderson, is now going to depart the company. And Warner Max SVP Nikki Ramey is going to transition to a production executive role at New Line Cinema. And we'll round out here with a congrats to former WME partner and agent Kimberly Bialik. She's joining The Rock's production company, Seven Bucks, as EVP of development and production. So congrats, Kimberly, on the new gig. And now just a couple of items from the media biz to round things out. And just a quick note to start off with, uh, WSJ Magazine is going to cut back to eight print issues a year, starting next year, down from 12 this year. 
But otherwise, just uh, three great reads I highly recommend from the weekend. And the first one is from CNBC, who did a deep dive into how the shrinking cable TV bundle is going to materially reshape Hollywood over the next five years. The big headlines were that the media companies are expecting to lose 25 million more cable TV subscribers by 2025. That's a loss of nearly 50% from the mid-2010s. And one other number that really stood out to me was that uh, Disney makes well over $17 a month per cable TV subscriber from cable companies currently, and that doesn't even include advertising revenue. And when you compare that number to the $13 they get for Disney+, Plus, Hulu, and ESPN+, Plus, well, you can see where the revenue picture gets kind of dicey. So the link to that is in the episode notes. The second read is from Graydon Carter's Airmail. Something you don't hear about too much, but uh, they took a close look at the company whose business used to be written about all the time, Vice Media. It's a really interesting read into how their previous sky-high valuations came crashing down, and how Shane Smith, the guy who hyped up all of that valuation, is pretty much uh, MIA these days. So, a good state of the business read there. And the third is a read from Business Insider on the Hollywood media empire that Jay Penske is building with PMC and their recent acquisition of The Hollywood Reporter and Billboard from MRC. The links to all three reads are in the episode notes and all are highly recommended. But let's go out today with some brand new Ariana Grande who dropped a new single called Positions on Friday. That's from her new album, which she said would come out before the end of the month. So you got five days left, Miss Grande. But for now, enjoy this one. And if you are an Apple Podcast listener, please hit the five stars in the ratings and reviews. And if you all want to leave a review, even better. Even if it's the only podcast that is too short to fast forward through. Uh, anyway, have a great day, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. Switching the decisions on.